to the U Urban Bible Study Weekly Leaders Training Podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders with a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Croston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by Natasha Menifee, our Content Editor. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mark. We are back for our fifth session of our study, Owning a Faith That Matters, and today's topic is a confident faith. Um, We know that worry is not helpful, and it is the opposite of confidence. Um, Even those outside the church acknowledge that worry is not only unnecessary, but it can be detrimental to our health. And so what the world cannot offer, though, is an antidote to worry. In today's session, we learn that God is bigger than anything that might tempt us to worry. And biblical faith looks confidently to God to get us through whatever comes our way, whatever concerns or fears we are facing. All right, so keep this in mind, faith displaces worry. So how can we exchange worry for faith? Here's the first thing. Know we are valued. Know we are valued. All right, so let's start reading in Luke chapter 12, 22 through 26. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. Yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth more? than birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? All right, so uh, what a great passage this is. And so first, know you are valued. Know you are valued. And uh and so this is important um, uh, because we wonder whether or not uh, we are important to God. And it starts out, you know, you see how, you know, timeless this text is, how timeless it is. Um, because in, even though in my mind, uh, they didn't have any clothes to worry about. You're worried about are you worried about what you're going to wear? Uh or we're, you know, but it talks about things just as if we're speaking to society today. Um, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to put on your body because you're more important than both of those. And he illustrates this with the raven. He said, look at the raven. God takes care of the raven. And you can't do anything by worrying not even add a moment to your life. Uh, So one person said, worry is like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but it won't take you anywhere. And so there's no 
helpful thing that comes out of worry. What does worry do? It, you know, increases your blood pressure, increases ulcers, right? So worry doesn't really do us any good. It gives you headaches. Uh, and so God is encouraging us to, to rest and remember him. He takes care of you. He, you are valuable to him. If you don't feel valuable to anybody else, you are valuable to God. And so you don't have to worry because he's got your back. All right. What do you see in here, Natasha? There are so many things in these short uh, amount of verses. I see that, as you said, God thinks highly of us, more highly than the animals. Um, we were made in his image. And so it's just a, a reminder. We are made in God's image. So I have to ask myself, don't I think that I'm more valuable and loved by God than the animals? Um so that was the first reminder. And then the others come, verse 23, life is more than food and body more than clothing. Life is more than material things. In our world, we get so caught up sometimes on what we have or maybe what we don't have that we think we should have. But life is so much more than that. And that's what uh, Luke is reminding us of. And as you said, verse 25 is that final reminder for me that worry does the opposite of adding to life. It actually takes away moments of life through our stress, through our health conditions that come. Worrying is, takes away. It doesn't add anything to us. So um, there's nothing positive about worrying because we're not in control. So we just have to trust and have faith in the God who loves us, who values us, and who is in control. Know you are valued. Second, trust that God knows what we need. And so let's pick up our reading at verses 27 through 31. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown in the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, you of little faith? Don't strive for what you should eat or what you should drink, and don't be anxious. For the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom first. And these things will be provided for you. So just again, an encouraging reminder for us to look to God and to trust that he knows what we need. He knows we need to eat. He knows we need clothes and shelter and all these kind of things. He already knows. The Bible says he knows our thoughts before we think them. He knows our needs before we articulate them. He knows there's nothing hidden from the all-seeing eye of God. He knows he knows our down-sitting and our uprising. He knows. 
And we need to rest comfortably in the fact that God knows. And when and if we believe that God knows, and we add that to belief that God is good and that God is powerful, come on. So he knows he's powerful and he's good. Well, that means that he not only can do something about our situation, but that he will do something about our situation. And so our job is simply in the midst of all these things. Don't be like the people that don't know Jesus, verse 30, the Gentiles, who only give their life and all of their energy to, to this, to get in stuff. Instead, seek his kingdom. Seek what God really wants to do in this world. And he's, and it says, if you're doing that, he will take care of all the rest of us. Be faithful in seeking his kingdom, his will for your life and for this world. And then all these other things will be provided for you. This is a great, encouraging passage. What do you see in here, Natasha? Absolutely. Uh, knowing, the whole concept of knowing stands out. One, God knowing what we need. God, he knows. Um, he knows what we need. He knows um, our situation, the things we need for that situation. And then us knowing and recognizing not only that God knows, but he's able. So God, yes, God knows what we need. And then what do we know about God? You, you gave some great examples. He not only is he able, but he's good and he's kind and he's loving. So if I know and I believe that God knows my needs and is able to provide them, then I can rest in that and I don't have to live that anxious life. Doesn't mean that we don't get concerned about things, but anxiety and worry take things to a different level. And so our goal in this reminder in these verses is to rest and trust in the knowledge of God, knowing that he's able, knowing that he cares, and knowing that he knows what we need and is able to provide it for us according to his will. All right, this is great. What's our last thought here? Trust that God knows what we need and prioritize God's priorities. All right, so verses 31 through 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock. Because your father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is. There will your heart be also. And so there it is. It says that, uh, one, God delights in us. And so it says you can get rid of everything. You can sell all your possessions. You can give it all to the poor. He said what you've got to be careful about is where you're storing things up. 
where you store it up in places where it can be stolen or rock, or will you store it up in a place where it cannot be stolen and will never be destroyed? And ultimately, uh, verse 34 um, just kind of pulls it all together. Where your treasure is. Huh? Where are you really focusing right now? Where your treasure is. Are you is it the treasure that comes and goes? Or is it eternal treasure? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What do you see here, Natasha? Yeah, what came to mind when I saw these verses is um just the thought if I, I'm taking care of God's business, God will take care of my business. Um, seeking his kingdom and the things and uh, if I seek his kingdom first, then everything else will be added unto me. So is my fo- where's my focus? Where's my priority? Am I uh, focused on just my needs and what I think I need? And, and am I worrying about all those things or am I focusing on what God has called me to do and trusting that he's going to take care um, of everything else? Um and so the question is, are our priorities about what we have or what we don't have or what we think we should have? Or is it on God and what his plan is for his people and his kingdom and how we can partner with him um, to make that happen? Um, and not to diminish real life situations, but there's nothing too hard for God. So when we know that, going back to our second principle, knowing that God knows what we need, knowing that he's able that takes the weight off of us and we can then focus on his priorities and he'll take care of everything else. All right. The old song says, serving the Lord will pay off after while. I'm glad about that. I'm so glad about that. So have confidence, walk, live and experience confidence as you move forward in faith. This is a great study so far. We still got a little more to go. So uh, if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on just for a moment because Natasha is gonna give us a powerful one minute teaching tip. But I just wanna remind everybody, you need to get your own copy of the U Bible study curriculum. You can find it at u.lifeway.com. That's y-o-u.lifeway. Dot com. It is our urban cultural forward Bible study. It comes with paper and digital formats. There's a teacher guide in the back of the book, daily devotional pages that keep us engaged in the scriptures and a leader pack that make your lessons even more powerful. It aligns with our Bible studies for life, student and kids curriculum. So there's something for everybody. All right, Natasha, give us our teaching tip for today. So today to prepare for this lesson, uh, take some time to do an honest inventory of where you are and where you've placed your confidence and even the things that you believe about yourself. Um, This is not just a practical way of confession, but also a way to cleanse yourself of of the negative thoughts um, so we can be filled with the things that God says about us and the spirit of God. The goal is to become confident in Christ and what he has gifted us to do as Bible teachers. 
and to be confident in the gifting and allow the Lord to help you guide others in that same confidence in Christ and to serve in who they have called, he has called them to be. All right, very good, very good. This is gonna be a great one. So join us again for another You Bible Study Podcast, my friend, because you never know where God will take you.